And we're live on St. Andrew's Radio Star. This is Let Me Talk. Let Me Talk! <laughs> Sit down, oh, nobody talk. It's, that's honestly, it's like the best fucking thing I've ever come up with. Let Me Talk name is going. It actually is. <laughs> we're going to make the intro at some point. I just hadn't had it. You know, yeah, Renak, you know the, the Kevin De Bruyne clip? Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> we want to get the Mourinho one as well. Like, I prefer not to speak. <laughs> if I speak, I'm in big trouble. I'm in big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. Which well, is why I say I'm a secret. We say we're secret agents and not anything else. Have you, have you seen the other clip where Pep, like, he goes in the changing room and he's like, "Sit down, nobody talk." Yeah. Uh, people, have, people have edited it so it's like Pep's clip first and then Kevin De Bruyne saying, "Let me talk." That's what we're trying to have as our intro. Yeah. We want to try and do that. I want everyone to talk into their mics, though. So I'm going to start. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm the host of the dis- of well, I'm the host of the Dispatch and the co-host of Let Me Talk. How are you doing, everyone? Speak. I'm good. I'm good. You? Good. Good. That sounds good. I'm doing all right. What about you? Oh boy. I think Prince's mic is broken. Shit. Oh, shit. Okay, you guys might need to share. Okay, wait, Prince, 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 move your mic. Just start moving your mic. Just, like, move it up, down, keep talking. All right, all right. What's what we say? Oh, okay, yeah, say you guys have to share a mic. How about, uh, how about we do the same you thing know that, last time? That, to be fair, that kind of works because I'm going to be going back and forth and asking them questions. Okay, so, so yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that kind of works. Yeah, that's, that's good. But, yeah, how are you guys? You doing good? Good, bro. Yeah, just lovely. working. Mate, I've got the worst cold right now, man. I don't know what it is about October, but just like every single time October hits, I just get hit with like every disease imaginable. I'm like, I've just been sitting in my room like dying, honestly. Did, but, you, yeah. did you have freshers flu at all? Yeah, no, I did. But this is the thing. You know how some people like they get rid of freshers flu flu after like a week or something, right? I've had it since September, and I can't get rid of it. Oh no, so. I feel you. I've just had like a consistent cough, like pretty much the whole time. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So apologies if I like. Spiral into like coughing fits or oh, something. Oh, are you one of those those guys that gets roasted on festers by everyone being like, "Yo, who's oh, fucking no, no. coughing in the library? Swear yes. to God, I'll kill you!" Nah, like when I go outside, it gets shy. But like when I'm back at home, it's like I'm always sniffing. Like, oh just disgusting. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? no, that's fair. Yeah. Bro, I was in the. I speak the, a bit closer to the mic. Yeah, I was in the silent area of the library the other day, and huh. I like coughed a few times, and I was so confused. I'm like, because all my stuff was on the table. I'm like, should I back up and continue coughing outside? <laughs> or do I just firm it? And everyone was just looking at me. I'm like, dude, this is too. Stressful for me. Wait, I, saw, I see so much shit on like, uh, um, is it like crush this and adders or like this and adders, like festers and shit, and it's just like, like anti crush on people that cough in the library. And I feel, <laughs> I feel like so called out by it, man. I'm like, sorry, but yeah, anyway. So, we're here to talk about music and music producing. We have two people that are wait, very wait. familiar with those subjects. Where we are. Yes. I thought this was. I thought this was the. the, the oh, shut up. You were debriefing. I thought this was the, the investment uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my bad. Okay. Anyway, I was going to ask though. What do you guys study? I don't even know. Uh, I do econ and management, joint owners. Oh nice. What do you do, friends? I do computer science myself. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus. All right. Well, I mean, that was, I think those are two like the biggest flexes you can hit, especially <laughs> St Andrews, because I do English literature and. Tom, I mean, you do IR, don't you? I do uh, joint honours, IR and modern history, which means I am jobless after this. <laughs> I am double jobless. I have no job. Don't worry, me too, me too. But yeah, no, Prince, before we went live, you were telling me about uh, BPM. There was like an event or something, sort of Halloween themed, and I know you're a BPM DJ, uh, so we're going to get kind of talking about that. So how, do you, how did you like link up with BPM in the first place, and like how did you end up DJing? What's the story behind that? Uh, so like you know how um, in like first year a lot of people, you know in first year a lot of people kind of like to like uh, go on the like Instagram or something like saying oh hi this is me I do this I study all that. Oh yeah yeah I know what you're talking about. So I did I did that and then one of the BPM DJs saw me and they saw that I did music as well. They're like oh you're pretty cool come over to the event. So I went to it and then after that they made me a promoter that kind of stuff and I was just in the family. 
and then from there I just learned how to DJ and through them like just doing the events and all that kind of stuff wait so you're so, do, you were doing music before you knew then yeah yeah so I was just like when I was 12 me and my friends would listen to like Tiny Temper and like try, <laughs> try and learn how to rap hard <laughs> oh they did we all yeah but nah after that yeah they just saw me and they were like yeah come, come get involved so pretty much from that yeah so how long did it take you to like properly learn how to DJ is it like a very difficult thing to do or what's the, what's the deal uh, I really want to do it I think I'd it sounds fun it depends on like uh, how you view music because like I like studied a lot of music so I just knew naturally like say certain songs have this kind of like um, say like a chorus is like so many like um, bars long you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. so, like you you'd learn that throughout all the other kind of songs and from that yeah it's just kind of it's easier to know but some people think of it mathematically as well I don't know how they do that but they're just like yeah Thinking of it in like fours, eights, twelves, like that kind of shit. So it's mm-hmm. like it depends on who you are, really. I have I have a request, right? For your next next time you're DJing, you need to do a uh, like a is it a rock star made into stop breathing oh, transition? Uh, you, you don't realize that when that we were plan- when we were writing down the script for this show, this man's like we're like playing a different song, you know, like well, you'll you know we'll, 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 as as you guys as you guys know, we were talking to you about it uh, earlier in DMs, but. This man just in the middle of the union takes out Cardi. What what what, what uh, concert was that? It was a. Uh, I think it was his Lollapalooza. Yeah, yeah. He just takes it out in the middle of main bar, just starts blasting, stop breathing, <laughs> and he's just Cardi on stage screaming his lungs out. I just had this girl like studying hard, like with medicine on her screen, just looking back at us, just concerned. Like we'll be her next patients. <laughs> oh no! Next time you do that, let me know. I'm trying to see that. <laughs> he was vibing hard. He was just like, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, I was head breathing, bopping yeah. in main bar, man. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I'm guessing you've done some sort of DJing before, Renak, because I know you're like a big, big music producer. Uh, you must have kind of gone to that lane before. Or would you be interested in DJing at some point? You know what? I've never actually tried it, but I really want to try it. So, I, like, just like Prince, I'm also like a part of the BPM family, but I only join, like, I only properly join this year. So, All right. hopefully, um, over the next couple of months or maybe this this year, I can pick up on some stuff because it makes me really sad a lot of the BPM people are graduating next year so oh, it's shit. like yeah so we so it's like the rest of us needs to learn how to do it so, so the next generation of BPM yeah. DJs let's see let's see <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you're you're graduating next year aren't you Prince uh, yeah that's right man wait so you've have you been in five years then is this your fifth year so yeah this is like my master's year oh you did the master's much. yeah right so okay I'm a fossil in St. Andrews, pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You're, I feel like you're pretty well known. Like everyone I talk to just knows who you are. Like I was talking to like my my flatmate, and like you were saying that you guys like met just randomly at Raisin. Yeah, I know. It's like, uh, it's like of course you know the phrase like small world, but like in St. Andrews, like that's like times ten. It's, you know what I mean? It like, really yeah. is, man. Honestly. I mean, speaking of, uh, do you not remember me, Prince? Not just from seeing me at the Union, but do you not remember me from before? I mean, I know we have each other on Instagram, but I'm not too sure. You I'm know, not too sure what well, the reasoning. Prince, were you at the Jujitsu Give It a Go in September 2021? Oh uh, yes, I was. <laughs> yes, we were. We were in the same group. That's, that's some fucking Nardwar shit, right there. You know, I, I'm gonna admit something to you right now. Uh-huh. When I started working at the Union, this is months after the Give It a Go. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at remembering just people's names in general, and oh wait, I can't say. It. When I was in an, a nondescript building doing my job mm-hmm. because of contract issues, no one heard that. Uh, I was when I was at this nondescript location downstairs. Um, <laughs> I was um, I, I was I kind of walked past you and you looked um, what they say faded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was at work and I went and I knew you didn't remember me. Right, I, was, I just walked. Up, I was like, "Hey, Prince, how you doing?" And you just looked at me with the look of horror in your eyes, like, 
Who? Do, how does the, how does this secret agent know my name? <laughs> how did how do you know? And you just look so petrified by it. It, was, it made me laugh a lot. Sorry, <laughs> that was just terrible of me. Yeah. I just remember saying that. Prince is not only well known just in and about the union. He actually is. Like a pretty creative force within St Andrews, is that fair to say? Your efforts include releasing music and even modelling for Catwalk last year, which I'm doing this year. So, you know, I need some tips, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but your yeah, your DJing as part of BM has like got BPM's got me really interested. I remember like uh, I was at one of the shows and you played like Stop Breathing, and just like your energy was like so much different to like all the other DJs I could see. Like you seem to like connect with like the people around you so much. Is there like a certain method or like idea that like helps you to do that I feel like um, most of it is just like say if you play something that you don't really enjoy yourself then it's gonna get brought across like when you're performing it or something like that Mm -hmm. so like we like to bring a lot of like energy because it's like say we've got these big speakers so we're playing songs that we want to hear loud you know what I mean it's not not necessarily just like um, like a job or something so like when we're playing that and we actually actively enjoy the songs, then people are going to see that and then they're going to be like, okay, everyone's getting excited, everyone's like um, feeling comfortable, welcoming, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. That's what that's kind of vibe we try and set across. Mm, it must be like a really good feeling, like everyone's kind of looking at you and like vibing with you and you're like dictating like all these people's emotions. I'm sure like so many people in the crowd were like, like they wish you were you at that point, you know what I mean? Like... I mean, I'm just, I'm just out there trying to vibe with them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's all I'm thinking about it. Yeah. What advice would you give people wanting to pick up DJing? Uh, I would say a lot of people try and... Um, they over-deep the first things they mix, like, oh, this is, this is a bit shit, it's a bit like... Can I swear on this? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been swearing <laughs> since the start, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they would pretty much, like, over-deep it. But, like, see, like, there's even stuff that I do now that's just, like, complete, like, crap, you know what I mean? Like, but, like... We don't most, accept that most, word. <laughs> <laughs> most people don't. Most people don't notice. It's only like more your energy and your vibe, and like when you're practicing yourself, you'll pick up stuff on your own mm. and you get your own style. So like, you just you just gotta keep going. Like yeah. Do you have right? This is an interesting question, right? Do you have like a safety net of songs that you have if like people just aren't feeling your shit? Because I was talking to I think another BPM DJ is at Rory, mm-hmm, the blonde yeah. guy, yeah, and he was yeah. talking to me. He was saying like, if like everyone is just. Like, if no one's, like, dancing or vibing to my music, he has, like, a safety pack of songs that he, like, brings out to, like, save the atmosphere. Do you have something like that? Yeah, I'd say in St. Andrews as well, there's, like, a certain... There's a certain network, because not a lot of people are natively into, like, hip-hop here. You know what I mean? So, like, there's a certain network of, like, more popular people, like, say, Drake. Like, if you bust out any Drake song, it's an mm-hmm. instant cheat code, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, so that's, there's stuff like that, like, definitely you can see, like... um mm-hmm people just instantly, like, uh, vibe with 100%. Mm. And Renak, I'm sorry we haven't uh, gotten to you yet, but I'm really interested to to get talking to you uh, about your music as well. Um, yeah. uh, just a couple of questions to start, but when did you start with your music? Because Prince was saying he started a long, long time ago. And, mm. and, and what inspired you to start making music? I know that's a very, like, boring question, but there you go. Uh, I started playing the piano when I was three years old. And just since then... So since I started playing the piano, I had like, you know, Trinity grades. So like they teach me a song and I'd have to play it for someone to be judged. Uh-huh. So it came to a point where I was like, I just don't enjoy this. I'd much rather make my own music uh-huh. like rather than learn something someone else has made. So I'd say in 2017, uh, I, I downloaded FL Studio randomly, completely legally. I paid for it. <laughs> <I did>. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I started, I was just messing around on it and all that stuff. Just It was mainly just piano stuff. 
then eventually I started listening to more like Martin Garrix, etc. So just diversified my music taste. And I just wanted to make things I was listening to. Because I remember even till date, and I think even Prince might feel this, like when you start making music or like start DJing, when you hear a song, the first thing you think about is like how the song was made or what song this can transition into. You don't really enjoy the music, so you have to listen to it a few times. So I just felt like producing everything I'm listening to. So I'm like, I'd hear one song and I'm like, I want to recreate that. I want to know how it was made. So it was just stuff like that. And then eventually I, I said, you know what? I might as well put my work out. So yeah, so, so, so you basically have a different approach to listening to music than you than, than other people, do you yeah. think? Like, it's just something instinctive. Yeah, it's like, because I'll listen to a song. Let's say I'm listening to, like a, new, like, a new Drake song came out and I'm listening to it. My first instinct isn't, like, vibing to the music. It's listening to the instrumental and saying, this sound is probably from this preset in this, like, in this, like, fucking... Uh, plug in or something so it's just like I just hyper analyze everything mm. that's just the way I do it who do you think has been the biggest influence on your music uh, it could be an artist it could be like a just someone non-famous or what's what do you oh, think oh okay so he's one of my friends from back home and he where is back home for you New Delhi New India. Delhi yeah so his name's Dig he makes music as well uh-huh. he goes by TSK so he sort of gave me the bare bones that I needed to go into EDM like electronic music mm-hmm. so the switch from more classical stuff to more like producing producing and I mean without him there wouldn't be RNAQ so of course I have to give him my props so is it RNAQ or is it Ronak how do you, how do you prefer so, so my name is Ronak spelled R-A-U-N-A-Q right. but my producer name is RNAQ and the story behind it is really funny go on so I had a um, I was in the orchestra and mm-hmm. I was playing like brass instruments and stuff but like oh, really? the sure. conductor for the orchestra he was, he was English so he couldn't pronounce my name correctly so oh, he'd always man. call me Ronak Cause that's how oh we, shit! So from that, I'm like, he just removed the A and U, so I made that my producer name. Mm-hmm. So that's just how. It, mm-hmm. that's how it so was. you said you were working on like EDM stuff, right? Yeah. Does is is lo-fi like? I'm guessing you're you're gonna have to kind of explain to me what lo-fi is. Is it part of like EDM or is it like a completely different genre altogether? I'd say it's like a completely different genre. Cause so why why lo-fi then? What what made the? How did you make the transition? Uh, see, I wouldn't say I necessarily made a transition in terms of what I was releasing. Yeah. But like, Speak a little bit closer into Oh shit, my bad No, sorry So it was like um, I just went from like I still create Almost every kind of music Like if you If I was to open my laptop right now You'd see like So many files of EDM music Hip-hop Lo-fi, everything It's just I stuck to releasing lo-fi Because at the start That's what I was feeling So when I released it I sort of uh, Developed like a fan base For that music So it's like I don't want to experiment Too much on my main Like Spotify profile But I create almost everything So Cool story is I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but my next song is going to be slightly EDM-ish. Shit. I'm going oh, back there. I'm going back breaking to news. The, the roots, so it's interesting. Yeah. When's the album dropping though? When's the album? The album, bro. It's there's a lot of stuff in the works right now, but I was hoping December, but it doesn't uh. seem like that's gonna happen. So I'm, I think it might be just setbacks and stuff. Yeah. It might be next year. I can't lie. I might. Uh. It'll be a few singles this year, mm-hmm. and then maybe next summer. Mm. Finally, a project. Callum does have a question to ask you, though, about uh, the album. Oh yeah, Ooh. are you looking for adlibs? <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we've prepared. Um, I've just written the script like the last two minutes. I don't know if you read it. So, Callum's going to do some uh, uh, adlibs for you to try and Bro, try it up. out. Bro, shut up. Yes, yeah. I need this. I need this. Oh, no, none of that. None of that. <laughs> but, um, no, talking about albums, uh, Prince. Uh, I was uh, stalking your Spotify, <laughs> and uh, 
on March 13th, correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, 2020, you released Unserious Candidate, your debut album, am I right? Uh, Yeah, pretty much, Mm -hmm. like, I had some stuff on Spotify, but this is like, first one I wanted to release on, like, yeah, uh, I mean, I had some stuff on SoundCloud, sorry, but this is like the first one I wanted to release on, like, Spotify and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, yeah. What do you mean by Unserious Candidate, what does that mean to you? I mean, um, that was probably, like, when I was uh, second year going into third year. Mm-hmm. And like you know, in like your first two years of like, especially like in Scotland, it's just like. Gillian just look a little bit into the mic. And like the first two years, is kind of Perfect. like a muck around type thing, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like yeah, so I was just like, I'm a br- I'm a bit unserious in the studies, you know what I mean? So I'm an unserious candidate. Right. So I just I just relayed that across, like us to the album name, you know what I mean? Right. I thought it was more something like, I guess like you're underrated or something or like. You kind of slept on. I thought it was like that. I mean, you like, know, no. that, like you could, it's up to interpretation, but <laughs> <laughs> that is that. That was the that's the that's the meaning I had behind mm. it. Yeah, like we were talking about before. You're you're a big big fan of Twenty One Savage. You're excited for the Drake and Twenty One collab. Oh, yeah. That's gonna um, I feel like it's clear in your music that you also take inspiration on his rapping style and songs like "Got It From Me" and uh, "After Party." Mm-hmm. I think my personal favorite. I was I was vibing to that. It's a good fun. I had it in my head like all day as well. Yeah. Um, but why do you gravitate to his style of music? I would say like um, kind of like because he's got kind of like a I guess a deeper kind of voice, and like um, say if I had like a, maybe a higher voice, I would lean more into like the singing kind of uh, avenue. But since I don't, I like to emulate that more like grungier sound. You know what I mean? Like and Twenty One Savage, he's quite I guess a little monotone in his ways, and you mm-hmm. just have to listen to like the bars he's saying. Because like the bars, like that's where you get the gold from. Twenty One mm-hmm. Savage, and I kind of like that. Yeah. Do you have a favorite line that you've ever said? Do you have a favorite bar that I've ever said? Yeah. Ooh. Um. I'd say like um. <laughs> I'd say I'm gonna take a flight out to Tennessee. Stand above, stand above the alphabet. Yeah, I'm overseas. So it's like. Oh shit! You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's that's like a. I wrote, I wrote that when I was like maybe 17, 18, but I was like, really? I, always, I always come back to that bar because I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fire. Do you have like tons of shit in the vault? Oh, 100%. And, mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that like um, I have that I kind of like say, I tweak them a bit because it's like I don't want to lose the concept of that song, mm-hmm. but I just say maybe I'm not liking the way that song sounds, but it sounds better on like say some other instrumental mm-hmm. or something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, I, I vary it depending on that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay. We're gonna have to go for. I do. I do have one question for Prince. On. Though, um, for me, so uh, the last two weeks, I've had the uh, honor to join the improv comedy group Blind Mirth, mm-hmm. and I find that even though it's improv comedy, when I'm out in the streets and stuff, I might hear something, and I'm like, "This is actually really funny for a joke." Mm-hmm. And it's not stand up, so I don't write it down, but I might remember it. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to a show, I might hear something that like it will fit like the scene, and I'll bring it up. Do you ever hear that it, either of you? in your music or or maybe for me more of a theme if you're producing or yourself if you hear something someone says that you think you know what I could add that to my craft I mean I, well, you want to go first yeah I mean I mean most of the music I make is just like based on stuff I'm going through but I kind of understand that because I had this phase where like uh, my voice memos was just filled with me like singing random things and mm-hmm. most of it was like I'd be at like Morrison's and I'd hear some like tune or something or Something would just inspire me, and I just like quickly record it on my phone. So I kind of get that, but I think for me, it's more like just what's going on in my life, like emotionally, and then I just like putting that into my music. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of understand that. No, I get that. That's I mean, no. talking about your music, we have a song that we're gonna play, uh, and it's by by you, Renak. Yeah. Um, R N A Q 
Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, and it's called Safe Place. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm sure you're very familiar with. It. Yeah. <laughs> Just before we play it, do you want to tell us a bit more about the song and also about the artist it features as well? Of course. Yeah. So. Uh, the way we came about making this song was uh, the other artist, Dark Forest Drives. Um, I reached out to him and I'm like, uh, he, I don't know if you're familiar with Shiloh Dynasty. The she's an he slash she. She was uh, they were an artist that sort of released just the snippets on Instagram and XXXTentacion picked them up and sh- like they really blew up after that. So he did stuff similar to that. So I texted him saying, I really like your stuff. Can you like just send me a few samples and stuff? So then he sent me the sample for Safe Place. And then we started talking about the song, and he mentioned to me how, like, he wants to be that quote-unquote safe place for someone. Like, for a significant other, he wants to be there, like, through thick and thin. So then I I did what I could to uh, manipulate the song here and there, and we both made that. Funny story is, I think this song was probably the fastest song I've made. I think we finished it in, like, five hours. He sent me the sample. We were like, uh, we were just back and forth talking, and just finished it as quickly as I could and sent it back. And he's like, "Yeah, let's go." Did you did you call him or did, was this like over? No, no it over was text? all over text. Oh wow, that's, that's impressive. Crazy. That's really yeah. impressive. Right. Well, this is RNEQ and Dark Forest Drive, safe place. See you after the break, guys. Well, that's a fairly short song, but that was safe place. And yeah, I really like that song. I can't lie. It's a banger. Um, Thank, you. Thank you. Like, do you have a favorite song you've made? Oh, for me, that's, that's out, right? Because you obviously you could say like shit you haven't released, but like that's out. No, but it. Uh, see, I'm stuck between two, because one has to be wasted, because that was that was the first song I released, and like the people around me started taking like my music thing seriously, like all my friends and like people in my school. The moment that song released, they're like, you know what? He might be onto something. Really? But was it, was it sort of like a Oh, you'll never make it. That's just like oh, some bro, silly. All the time, man. Like that was like. In, I never really let that get to me though, because like, I was just so hell bent on knowing. Like I knew, like I had a vision. I'm like, I know in a year I'll be here, so I don't need to listen to what people are talking about mm. when I'm where I'm right now, because I know the amount of work I'm putting mm. in. So that's just the way I went about it. But it's either wasted or I'll be fine. And I'll be fine. The reason is because it's like my first proper song I made with like another. So we were on like calls. So we were on FaceTime at like three, four in the morning. Mm. And it wasn't just about the song. Like, we talk about shit going on in our lives. Yeah. And, like, really, like, deep, like, shit. And then from that, we derive lyrics for the song. Mm. So I'd say that was uh, definitely one of my favorite well, songs to work on. That's, like, the essence of music, isn't it? It all has to come from somewhere. I mean, I was I was about to get onto, like... Um, like, it's so interesting how you're talking about, like, sometimes you make music, like, really quickly and sometimes it takes months. Because that's, yeah. that's, like, how I make, like, my paintings. Like, sometimes... Yeah. Bro, I can, like, get one out in a day. I was telling Prince about this at the exhibition, but, like, sometimes you can get one out in, like, a night and just go ham, but then other times it just it just, it just never works. Like, yeah. there's been times where I've been, like, ripping the canvas, like, just not getting it right, you know? Yeah, that's just how it is with art, though. Anything creative, you either love it at the first time or you hate it, but you love the idea and you keep working on it, refining it, refining it. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. It's interesting that you uh, pick two songs called Wasted and I'll Be Fine. Mm-hmm. Names of uh, Juice World songs, right? Exactly, yes. Juice World. I know you're a very, very big fan of Juice World, Huge right? Juice World so you're going to need to talk about that for a little bit and kind of explain oh, what his music means to you. It's just um, like the, the place I was mentally at the time and I just coincidentally found Juice World's music and like 
everything he was saying it was like dude I'm ex- like I'm experiencing that like that's just something that I'm going through and it was just someone I could relate to or something I could listen to when I was sort of mentally down and musically I'd say a lot of the content in my music is quite similar to Juice World in terms of like the things he speaks about mm-hmm. and of course a lot of inspiration from it especially wasted like the actual song I the beat that I made around like the beat we made on the call we were like I was sort of like going for that Juice World vibe yeah. I mean that's what I want but then of course it went a little further away from it but in, initially that's what I really wanted mm-hmm. like a song similar to like something Juice World would make mm-hmm. that's crazy um, I know a lot of your music uh, at least the music you have released yeah. is of like a slower kind of like lo-fi kind of vibe yeah. have you got any uh, like any other shit in the vault that you're Bro, ready to I show people so much hip-hop stuff like oh man so much and like I used to have it on my Spotify back in the day but then mm. I just took it off oh, did you? because it just didn't match everything else yeah, yeah, yeah I feel like even though I don't I'm not like too bothered about what I release I'm still also like very like I have like OCD when it comes to my discography I want everything to be sort yeah, of yeah, matching yeah. or like sort of similar theme <laughs> and then slowly change to a different genre mm-hmm. but I don't want like suddenly a hip hop song out mm-hmm. so I have like plenty of hip hop music plenty of EDM just mm-hmm. all sitting on my laptop this is a question for both of you but like where do you want to take this music journey or where do you see this music uh, kind of journey taking you <coughs> I mean I would say um just to touch on a point you said earlier about like uh, what people saying that once you release that song, then people start seeing it seriously. Yeah. Because like people always say that thing like, oh, this industry is hard to do. But like if you've ever done any internship like training or like preparation, that's just hard as well. You exactly. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything is difficult. So I'd say like with the music, like uh, just get to like ideally just like a place where you can just like live comfortably, enjoy your music like just live creatively as well I'd say that'd be quite nice to do mm-hmm. just work with other people collaborate I'd say that's a big thing that yeah, I want to work on yeah talking well. about like collaborations obviously because you're more of a, a producer right and you're more of a rapper right so you, you Prince you're kind of in terms of collaboration you're looking for like the right kind of producer or the right kind of engineer if I've got that term right mm-hmm. and Renak you're looking for like the right sort of vocals for it to fit your song how do you go about finding the right collaborators I mean, I mean, me personally, I remember when I was starting out, I'd be sending like 40, 50 messages a day. I like, I just go on like, oh really? Oh, I'd go on Instagram and I'd find hashtags like, I'd find hashtag lofi or something, and I just look at the artists who are posting. I'd go like the top liked ones, the the ones that are barely like really underground stuff. This is when I didn't even have any music out. I'd send them messages every day like, oh, yo, shit. I really like your voice. Can I? Can we work on something? Most won't reply, but then one or two would, uh-huh. and then connections are built, and that's how I do it. Now it's sort of the other way around. I yeah. don't have to reach out as much as so people reach out to me. They send me their vocal samples, etc., and that's just how I like. I I listen to everything I get sent, and occasionally I'll I will text like you know that one artist I want to work with. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'd say it's it's not necessarily to do with the person's talent. It's the person itself. Like I could. Like, I've worked with artists and, like, I just liked the person they were so much because they were so, like, genuine. And that's why I wanted to work with them, not necessarily because they had X amount of followers or because their right. voice was this good. Mm-hmm. It's more like, I, I look at it very emotionally rather than, like, strategically, Yeah, my music. Mm-hmm. So, like like you said, um, you'd asked, what do I see this music thing becoming? So, 
a lot of people ask me why I don't study music or pursue it like 100%. And th- I tell everyone the same thing. It's like, I taught myself everything I know in music so far. And the entire reason I made my own music is because I hated being told what to do. That's or like, So I'm like, if I was to go and study music, I just go, I'm going yeah. back to exactly what I didn't like. Yeah. Plus, I can always have a degree, like my econ and management degree. Like at the same time yeah. as music, it's good to have different fields, man. I, like have like different just balancing like, it is so worth it. Of course, me. of course. Yeah. What were you, Prince? What's uh, what's your kind of uh, stance on like coll- collaborators and stuff? How does that work for you? Um, I mean, I'd say the uh, like pretty much very similar to Ronek there as well. Like um, you have to you have to fuck with the person because say you don't. And like, say they could be talented, but like, you just you'd hate the song. And like, I've I've made some songs that like I liked at the time, but I knew I was half-assing. And like, if I did the same thing like with like a collaborator, it'd be like kind of stickier to like remove the song because like, oh, you're not fully into it. So like, it's, it just gets kind of awkward there. Mm-hmm. But I'd say if you if you fully fuck with the person, no matter what you make, it's always going to be a banger. Because mm-hmm. like, so it's kind of about like the relationship with that you have with the people. Then yes, yeah. because I feel like I I whether when I when I'm collaborating with someone, I will inherently just like the songs that they make because like uh, it's piqued my interest enough to be like, yeah, you are you're definitely you've got what something that I want to have in my mm-hmm. songs because I yeah. don't have it, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So like if they have a different essence to me as well, and then they're just like a great person, it's like it's gonna be a beautiful song regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you're in fifth year, um, so I guess that means you're gonna be leaving the town next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess. What are the next steps for you, and how are you gonna kind of uh, not cope? But like, I guess it's gonna be a very different leaving this like creative hub that you've been a part of for so long with BPM and mm-hmm. the catwalk, and I guess you've been making music with artists in and around St Andrews as well. But like, um, yeah, how's that? How's that gonna change for you? Do you think? I mean, depending on where I go, it's all about the networking as well. I'd say because mm-hmm. like uh, I'd say a big hub for the UK is definitely like London. And oh, a, lo- yeah. a lot of people that go to St Andrews just inherently find themselves in London if they stay in the UK. So if I was to find myself in London, there's a lot of places to like say perhaps like perform because I'd say performing's a big thing, especially when you're like a rapper because it's like there's something about connecting with a crowd like yeah. just I mean you've already got that with uh, with DJing. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. I'm guessing you won't you won't be getting like stage fright or anything anytime soon. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'd say I'd say I just uh, it excites me more than it like upsets me or anything. Because people definitely do ask like, how do you not get like this? But it's like on stage, I'm like I feel like I'm someone else. Like I'm performing as someone. So like say like um, any anxiety about oh, it's it, like a character. Like, do you mean? Yeah. So yeah, I just go into that zone. Is that how you feel as well? Yeah. 100% bro like I feel like Ronak and RNAQ are two different people <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane bro like I relate to that so much because and they're co- two completely different alter egos mm-hmm. so it's like just switching between them in different aspects of my life that's just, that's just the way I go about it that's crazy interesting like uh, I've, I've never really thought about that before but like you probably have to get yourself into like almost like, almost like a different zone like a, become someone else to I can see it from theatre Having done theatre, not just improv, but just like theatre in general, I'm not a method actor. But when I do a play or do a musical, you essentially do become the character on stage because there's no way you can actually do your craft without embodying that different persona. Like, do you guys agree? With, with no, I, I com- and also it's just a smarter thing to do because, like, if let's say my music is catered to 
it's like it's more emotional music, sadder music. If I portray that same image, it's also helping my quote-unquote brand, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. if I was to, let's say, release really, really sad music and then portray myself as, like, the happiest person ever, it would also just not, ma like, not, like, mm -hmm. sort of fit each other. Yeah, that makes sense. So you need to also then promote, like, the ex like in a weird way, like, how rappers promote their lifestyle, you know, the chains and all that stuff. It's yeah, a yeah. similar thing with me and my music. Mm. So it's like, I would feel a certain way, but I'd also have to keep a certain... You've got, yeah, you've got to fit the, the brand. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what's up? Oh shit! Right, okay, yeah. So Prince, it's time to play your song. However, can you tell us? Um, first off, disclaimer. I don't know why it seems like I'm praying to every deity that there is no corruption on the file because my computer is something. I weird. mean, worst comes to worst, we're gonna play stop breathing. So oh, uh, who you <laughs> oh no, hey, 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 Prince was telling who you fallen. So oh, who you fallen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but hoping that doesn't happen. Uh, Kitas about the song, uh, to the background behind the song, uh, a bit of T Kid, just about just a bit of everything. Yeah, um, I would say <coughs> the song. So one of my friends that comes to uni here, he has a little brother who's like maybe seventeen, sixteen, and he he's like really good at producing. So he 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 sent this beat to me, and I was like, all right, let me see what I can do with it. And usually when I'm doing songs, it's like say there's some parts that you want to like have inherently as people will latch onto that bit you know what I mean so I was like oh make this more of like a cockier song because it was like kind of a, a hip hop cocky kind of beat and then my friend T-Kid came on and I, I know this guy just always kills it on the verses so I was like yeah let me get him on this song as well and it just was a beautiful match between the three of us that kind of thing yeah alright well we're not going to play Got It From Me from AKA Prince is it AKA or also known as how do you prefer it Um. well it does mean also known as, yeah. but I just say AKA. Okay. Yeah. AKA Prince featuring T-Kid. Got it from me. See you guys after the break. <laughs> Welcome to the off-air football debate uh, where the <laughs> Arsenal fans have decided to chat shit because they're we'll doing well here. for once. Um, we're back on air. Uh, this show is no longer about music. It's about shit-slinging our football teams. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was talking to Prince before the show, actually, about Halloween and, like, I feel like I th I think it's my favorite holiday. There's just something about Halloween uh, that like really appeals to me. But I was saying that like finding the right costume is is like an art. Like so you know how when like I was saying to Prince, like you know how when you go into like a party or something, you've got your whole costume on, and then like literally 20 minutes in, and you've taken like half your costume off because it's so fucking warm. Do you know what I mean? Like that shit is so fucking annoying. Like. um... I went as, like, I remember I went as, like, everyone goes as, like, Scream, right? I remember I went as Scream one time, and obviously it's pretty much just the mask that, like, you know, like, Scream from. And I got so warm that I took the mask off, and then everyone was just fucking asking me, like, bro, who are you? Who are you? It's, like, so fucking annoying, like, honestly. But, yeah, have you guys got your costumes ready for Halloween? Yeah, I mean, um, so, like, on Monday I had, uh, I went as the mask, and I was, just as you said with the the kind of scream thing like the mask from uh, the Jim Carrey movie is like the most important part so I didn't want to I didn't want to do like a physical mask because I knew it would be like I would be I would be sweating <coughs> this thing so I'd rather I went as the face painted version because mm -hmm. I was like yeah if the face paint falls off like it is what it is but like it stayed on during the night but I was like yeah that was at BPM right? yeah yeah that was at mm -hmm. the BPM event yeah were you there or not? Unfortunately, no, bro. I had I had like meetings and shit to like three thirty, so I, I missed. It was Diwali night, so I wanted to go for the the Hollywood night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
was it? no the Hollywood the Bollywood, Bollywood, night, Bollywood yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to go for that as well but I had I had like shit I couldn't move around oh, so. oh that's annoying yeah what, so you're saying you're part of uh, of BPM right but you're not you're not a DJ are you no so no. what's your role within BPM uh, right now I mean I classify myself as a promoter because that's basically and I'm also part of the creative team but I'm I wouldn't say I'm much of an active member I'm more just there like occasionally whenever we have like uh, we have these things every couple of weeks um, Prince uh, Ian Amir Oh, oh Ian, mate. Who else comes? I forgot. I mean, um, Matthew as well. Matthew comes yeah. as well, and I. We just meet up, and I'm, you have me sitting on the laptop. I'm producing something, and all of these guys are writing. Mm-hmm. So we have like sessions where like we just make a song just randomly, and every time we try to do something weird. So I remember last time, um, I got this really like orchestral sample, mm-hmm. and I just flipped it to like the most club Tory Lanes kind of thing, and then these guys went off on it, and it oh, sounded shit. really good. So hopefully, Mate. hopefully, sometime down the line, we we actually finish one of those, and mm-hmm. maybe it comes out. Maybe. See, BPM is an event I've never gone to for the simple reason I've that. Well, you know why I've not gone to these events. Well, yeah, yeah you yeah. realize why. You just hate crowds, don't you? So I'm claustrophobic as fuck in oh, crowds, which bro. ironic given why I work as I know. <laughs> so I've never actually gone because like you would see me like in a booth, like I'd be like like I'd be vibing to the music. I'd, I'd be I'd be saying that this is awesome. I love the music. Fuck going into a crowd, bro. BPM. I already hate it when I work, but when I'm not working, you can't. You have to pay me to get in there. Dude, trust me, BPM because because the energy and the type of music it is. There's so many like mosh pits, people getting pushed around. So you, the Vic is such a sweaty place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went there during a club night. Like I, I've been invited to, to go to Sahra, uh, okay. especially because like I know like some people like because obviously like Middle Eastern connections. But it's it's like one of those things like I really want to go, but like. Uh, yeah. If I stood at the table with you guys, like DJ, like, I'd, be, I'd be safe. I'd be like, oh, "This is awesome. This is loving it. No crowd next to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just next to the music. Awesome." <laughs> but I'm just not going there because I just don't want to be like pushed around. Mm-hmm. But I really do want to go at some point. So mm-hmm. Cam can protect me, and then we'll go. Don't well, worry, man. I'll go of VIP area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just my own little box. Just yeah. around. Just. Um. So, I was gonna ask another question uh, about like album artwork, right? Because I feel like there's something. Uh, different about album artwork to like I don't know like movies and and I guess like theater productions and the fact that like I feel like the album artwork is like part of the music yeah and I think it's very very important as well whereas like you can get tons of different movie posters but like there is something about iconic album covers or like just artwork on singles and albums that's like that kind of deems it part of the music if that makes sense yeah. so like how do you guys go about like picking your album artwork I mean um I'd say for me, the kind of lane of music that I'm into is quite, like, psychedelic kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'd say from the album covers that I've seen of them, it's like, say, like, your Tame Impalas, your Kid Cuddies, your, like, Kanye West, Travis Scott, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And they usually have album covers that, like... Because sometimes people don't listen to a whole album. So, like, say if, it, if you hear the intro and you see that the vibe of the intro matches the album and the cover, then you're like, it all makes it, it all makes sense. So I try and, like make it kind of weird uh, more like just um abstract type of way because mm-hmm. like that's how that's how i view listening to music i view it more as like just listening to all the sounds at once even the vocals are like sounds as well mm-hmm. and like if that all matches the vibe of the cover for me then i'm like it's all good mm-hmm. you know? what about you is it like do you find it an important part of your your music yeah so most of my artwork is either like it's like a scenic background or something with just text so the way the way i select those photos is like Either I'll ask people to send me stuff, like, 
I, I, I imagine what I would be where I would be listening to that song so for example songs like uh, there's a song I have maybe I would just maybe I should just disappear and I'm, I remember I took a photo I think that photo is one of my friends who had taken it and sent it to me mm-hmm. and I remember the moment I looked at that photo I'm like I can imagine myself seeing this while listening to this song so I have to use it but right. one of my most recent songs it was very interesting how the artwork came about so it's called Scared, Scared of Love I was about to say I was going Scared to ask what the fuck I'm trying to figure out what this is oh, I'll tell you I'll tell you so go it's on. a photo of um, it's a photo I'm not going to go it's into it's a photo yeah I'm not going to go into what the photo is and then I put it in like this AI that's generator that's a penis <laughs> <laughs> nah 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 nah, nah. it's um, there, he's trying to figure it out <laughs> nah so I put that in like one of those are AI those generator. titties <laughs> They look like titties. Nah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a, a cool picture, though. It's a photo of me and someone else, and like I put it on this like AI generator thing, and it's sort All of it just messed right it up fully. Right. And I did a few takes, and that was like the coolest one. Mm. So I was like, dude, I have to use this. Do you guys have a favorite album cover? Uh, like any any kind of music, but like, do you have a favorite album cover? Is there one that pops into mind? Oh, Baby Keem's, uh, the one where he's sitting. What's it? What's the oh. album called? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Melodic yeah, Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that album cover is that right different. That's that crazy it's good. Different. Yeah. That, that's me on the pier at Raisin. Like yeah. <laughs> my parents leave me. I'm just like, damn, this is yeah. actually Prince. Um, comparing your album, well, your single cover for Rough, mm-hmm. to got it from me. There's like clearly like like. Can you talk us through that? Because rough, like as I'm looking at it now, it's like more of like a, a drawing, which I'm guessing is that you at the front. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then got it from me is you is a picture of yourself with the light bulb. Yeah. Can you explain to us like 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 this is three years ago then with rough mm-hmm. compared to this year? What you were going about? Like, what was your thinking going about getting the album covers for each? So I'd say like um, back then I wanted them. Um, because it was like my kind of first song on like Spotify, so I wanted it to be more like I'd say albums that came out at the time were like Kitsy, Ghosts, that kind of stuff. So I was I was really into like the kind of because it was a, it's a drawing, so it was a, I was into like the cartoony kind of aesthetic more of it. But then uh, as it came along, I realized that like a lot of album covers feature like I have like the artist or like the artist like um, like brand or something like to do with that. So I was like I guess I'll try and incorporate myself a bit more, but make it more like. Um, a bit more interesting like say add some interesting like little features to it like maybe take out the background of it make it just like something simplistic like the light bulb thing so it's like oh uh, they got it for me it's like an idea in my head something like that you know what i mean oh, that right, kind okay. of thing yeah. yeah so it's like in it's like indicative of like maybe the main themes of the song that that kind of vibe i try and set across like nowadays rather than like back then it was just more like a drawing more like just something that i thought was pretty cool mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i was looking at um Right, so I'm like obsessed with album covers, right? I've got like tons of album covers on my on my wall and stuff. I've got like you put on your be real this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got so much. Like, I remember being like, posters are so fucking expensive, mm. and I can paint. So why don't I just make posters myself? Right? That was like, I had this like light bulb idea like two years ago, and I just haven't stopped it ever since. And like my whole wall is just filled with like tons of artwork. And I was looking at Dialets uh, album artwork recently, mm. and I don't know why, but I just get such a BPM vibe from that. Yeah, that, do you know what I mean? That's true, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think there's there's been like some promo that's like uh, been based on the dialect, like the kind of the video. White. Yeah, it's just yeah, because it's just a perfect. I had a feeling, you know. I had a feeling. It's a perfect moshing vibe. It is. Yeah, yeah. And dude, at BPM when Playboy Cardi comes on, dude, oh, it's crazy. Some different, it's some different, bro. <laughs> you just see, like, genuinely, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this clip. There was, uh, there was a really big festival. And there was an artist just before Cardi, 
and there was a lot of like girls in the thing and then then they're like Cardi's coming on in two minutes and all the girls are trying to run out <laughs> I shit you not that happens at BPM because you'd hear you'd hear like a Cardi song and then you'd see like a couple of boys making a circle you'd see the girls like I need to get away from this I know what's about to happen have you seen the uh, the, the clip from um, oh what's it called what's the um, oh Kenny Beats was doing it um Fuck, I'm about to ask a question. I just didn't realize it was a boiler room uh-huh. uh, with Kenny Beats. Not the one from this summer, but from last year, where he uh, mixes. Um, um, he puts. He has two songs. He puts in a Cardi one, kind of. Um, uh, it's beef, but with but with. If oh real. yes, I've seen yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah, I've seen. Bro, this. the crowd goes yeah. insane. This one girl just. Shit. Like shits herself. It's in like it. it it's I'll, a, I'll it's a crazy mix. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, it's so good. I'll definitely check it out. That was like. I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I was speaking to Callum one time about it. It was like he came in because we were mentioning like uh, Stop Breathing, like when it played at BPM. He said it was like kind of like some stuff you would see in your room, but like it's out in public, you know what I mean? You normally jam to yourself about that. Yeah. But now you're like doing it with a bunch of people, and it's just that vibe is nice as well. It's, there's something like, I don't know what it is about Playboy Carty, but like the fact that he hasn't, I'm not going to say he's not mainstream, right? But not everyone knows. About him, like if I and Your dad's I think not gonna know. Yeah. exactly right, and uh, he's not got like the coverage of like a Drake or something. So there's there's something so nice when like a Cardi song comes on, and you look around and there's people that are like on the same wavelength and kind of know what's going on and they know the song like off by heart. Do you know what I mean? There's something about that that's just like so magical. I think, but yeah, um, I was gonna we need to keep talking about Cardi though, right, for a second because <laughs> I was gonna talk about Dial It more. I I think it might be my favorite album. I feel like that's a bold statement. To album make, or cover? Might, uh, both. Do you know the cover was taken a BPM, right? <laughs> 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 that's actually Prince jumping into the crowd after <laughs> a set. Story, I wouldn't story. be surprised. <laughs> Killed like three people. Like just jumped and just landed on three people, broke their necks. That's like why, that's, that's it. why it's called dial it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like, the police came in. They were like, "Who did?" Nah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I really like. Um, I feel like. There's something about long time that always reminds me about uh, like your music. Yeah. Because uh, it's, I, I've heard people talk about long time and being like, you can listen to it at the happiest moment of your life and also at the lowest point. Yeah. And there's something like, there's like a lo-fi element in there that reminds me a lot of your music. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I kind of get that because like, uh, of course, there's all those memes where it's like. Uh, the, the Spider-Man one. Yeah. It's the same song, and it's like, ev- like you see the Spider-Man clip where he's like really depressed, and you also see someone like st- like jumping, <laughs> yeah. going crazy. So I guess yeah, I mean there are certain songs of mine where you can like listen to them, and of course have two different interpretations. Like I feel like someone said this to me, and it was quite cool. It's like when you listen to my music, you can not pay attention to the lyrics and just listen to the production, and you could be like happy or sort of in a trance state but then if you're going through something and you listen to the lyrics then you can start feeling sad or how I was feeling at mm-hmm. that time while making that song and I, f- I thought that was pretty that was a pretty cool take on it because when you're making it's different when I make my own music and I listen to it back like I really dislike listening to my own music unless I'm working on it because dude like imagine if I'm working on a song I'm going to listen to it like 300,000 times yeah. on loop and particular parts of it while editing it so like I just can't listen to it again. Bro, so, I, I don't want to. Yeah, listen. I'm sick of it. Is there some songs that you've ended up like disliking more over time? Oh, like yeah. that you've you've put out. Is yeah. there one song that just kind of annoys you? No, something like that. Because I know a lot of artists talk about that. Oh, there, there. Um, see, 
Uh, I don't know because I I had a few and I just took them off my Spotify, so oh, I didn't really. Oh, we yeah. want to see growth, <laughs> dude. Trust me, that there were some. I don't even. I wouldn't say they were bad songs because if I wish to release them now, I I'd still say they'd get like up like half a million plus streams. But it's like I didn't personally relate to them anymore, so I was like, I don't know because. Mm-hmm. Like there was so there was definitely like the hip hop stuff, which of course back then I was significantly smaller, so I didn't uh, have the same sort of reach. But I don't know, man. Like I wouldn't say anything in my current discography. I'm like I don't like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, is there some songs? That's a question for both of you. But is there some songs that you kind of get maybe frustrated that they don't have the same kind of recognition as other songs? Like I've got a really good quote from one of my favorite artists, Saba. And he said in one of his songs, the best song wasn't on the demo, but that was the one that wasn't the one that got you the limo. It's like the best, the best, best songs aren't as appreciated as other ones. Does that kind of frustrate you at some sometimes? Um, I'd say for me, like the songs that get the most recognition okay. are the ones that you just don't put as much effort into, and then the ones that you like striving to like you're working so hard on like every single crevice of it, just like nothing happens, to it and you just. It's it's just based on the audience. I don't know. It's not you. You have nothing. Bro, me personally, I have a song, and I'm just gonna say it. There's a song I have on my Spotify. It's called Day One, mm-hmm. and that was probably the most creative song I've made because I have um, a Punjabi rapper on it, mm-hmm. and then there's a beat switch in between, and it completely switches the vibe. And like, but the content, like the like the lyrical content, is the same for both. So it's like both are talking about relatively sad stuff, but. It feels like it's two different songs, and like what song is this? Day one. Day, day one. one. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah You've heard it here, folks. Day one is the song you need to listen transition to. Transition is crazy. I mean, the amount of work I put into that song was crazy, mm-hmm. and then it came out, and this was still really early on in me releasing music. But like, dude, it mm-hmm. was like it. It was received so yeah. badly. Like everyone oh, listened to it, really liked it, but there wasn't like a lot of the, you know, like the growth that happens yeah. over time. Mm-hmm. Like it sort of just died down, and then the next song blew mm-hmm. up, and I'm like. Why couldn't Shit. this one blow up? Well, man? I'm definitely gonna listen to that when I get back. Dude, trust me, yeah. it's it's really really good. <laughs> we've got people, we've got people looking we, at us. Yeah, uh, it's been people. great. My to man talk to stared both of at you. me yeah. in the green cap. <laughs> We're getting the death stare. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you guys have been quality guests. Thank you so much for for being on the show. Um, Where can people find you? Where can people find you? Yeah, put your plugs in. Uh, you can just search RNAQ, literally any platform. I will come up, yeah. <laughs> okay, Spotify, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, yeah. Tinder. Uh, oh, <laughs> go on, Prince. Plug yourself. Same with me, aka Prince, a.k.a. Prince. Find me everywhere as well. Yeah. And what's your university email? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, this has been Let Me Talk. What wait, 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 so wait, what are we finishing on? We finish on? You pick. Who are you fooling by Gunna or Stop Breathing by Cardi? Yeah, it's got to be Stop Breathing. Stop, breathing. stop breathing. breathing. Come on, play us out, come on, play us out. What? Oh, this has been Let Me Talk. Thank you and good night. Have a good night, guys. See ya.